Managing your money is going to require more courage than you were ever taught or ever thought. Guys, welcome to Recourage, a program dedicated to recouraging manhood as we let God's word pierce through our fear and strengthen our faith. I'm your host today, Scott Bryant, the director of Journey Up Ministries and lead climber of my amazing family. Thanks for joining me on this dangerous but eternally satisfying journey up. Cyber Monday is on track to rack up more online sales than any day in history, USA Today writes. But shoppers have already spent billions clicking and buying all week long. Looks like shoppers are expected to spend about $7.8 billion on Cyber Monday alone, 18% more than last year. Tonight, the sweet spot's going to fall between about 10 p.m. and 1 a.m., where it's anticipated that we will spend $1.6 billion. Now, guys, what I know today as you're listening to this program is that some of you are in the retail business. Some of you have your own businesses. Some of you are trying to provide for your own families. Not just consume, we're trying to produce. Both of us are trying to figure out How do we be consumers and producers in a way that would demonstrate courage for our Lord and Savior, Jesus? Now, if that's not your goal, if Jesus is not the one in whose steps you're trying to follow, then it's really quite simple. Make as much as you can, spend as much as you can, save as much as you can, and have as much fun as you can. Money is your primary vehicle for pleasure. But men, if you are a Christian, a Christ follower, one who's following the steps of Jesus, then your courage today can come from finding his steps of faith, spending time with him, finding joy in your relationship with Jesus, and then engaging in the dangerous journey of spending money and making money and managing your money. Now, you might be thinking, well, I don't have any money, or I have so much money, I don't have to worry about managing it. Well, you're missing the point. As you all know, no matter if whether you have a lot or a little, managing your money is essential. But it's not just simply a matter of learning how to save, or learning how to budget, or learning how to invest. Those are all important. But I would say it goes far beyond that. It has everything to do with your heart. I'm going to take you to a scripture this morning, Luke chapter 18, where you're, we're going to just see a, a scripture that Jesus gives you and I as men in the 21st century, a teaching that you better be ready for it. Drink your coffee, your tea, your, your Mountain Dew, whatever you need. Drink it as you read this and listen to this because he's speaking to you and I. Because if you're listening to a podcast in the United States of America or anywhere in the world, you and I are most likely Rich. Yep, rich. You know that we can define that in different ways, but really it comes down to do you and I have money at all that we're called to manage today? This is what Jesus said to the ruler who came to him in Luke chapter 18, verse 18. A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? You hear the question, very wonderful task-driven question, what must I do? Men, you and I, our strengths, many times, is that we're doers. Give us something to do. You've heard the phrase, if you can't give a man something to believe in, just give him something to do. And that can result in just giving a man a monotonous project to do day in, day out, at least keeps him busy and out of trouble. 
this uh, good teacher, he says, what must I do? Well, here is uh, verse 19 where Jesus answers, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commands. Do not commit adultery. Don't murder. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother. Okay. The guy's thinking like you and I might be thinking, good, good. We're looking things, are looking up here. I've done those things. I've, I've not committed those crazy sins. I've done those things since I was a boy, he says in verse 21. But Jesus had wisely skipped over a couple commands whenever he was giving the man his list. Now he's going to bring the point home. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, you still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was a man of great wealth. Jesus looked at him and said, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Those around who heard this asked him, well, who then can be saved? Listen to Jesus' response. What is impossible with men is possible with God. Men, that is our courage today. If Jesus had not answered that way, you and I would be in trouble. We would be in slavery to our sin today and to our desires for earthly things. Money would manage us and there would be no hope. That is going to be the natural direction we go because money management in and of itself, if you think about it, if that is your primary goal in life to manage your money, then guess what? Your money is managing you. Even if you're in budget or out of budget, in debt or out of debt, if all your focus in life is, is managing your money, then your money is managing you. We have to make sure we listen to our Lord and Savior who's trying to give us courage at a deeper level this morning. You can't manage your money well if you've not allowed God to come in and do the impossible in your heart, to give you courage to manage your money with a heart that is abandoned and surrendered to God rather than being surrendered to your money. Men, this is a, t a tough teaching. And the disciples at that time, they acknowledged that. And they, here they are. They, many of them had even left their livelihoods. They had left their fisher, fisherman nets behind. And Peter says, well, we've left all we had to follow you. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. No one who has left home or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will fail to receive many times as much in this age and in the age to come eternal life. Now, men, I don't claim to understand fully all that our amazing Jesus is saying there, but he's giving us a bigger perspective on money than our world is going to give us. It's so important that we notice the main thing he's telling us is follow him. Take up our cross and follow him and then let him add to us the things he wants to add to us in this world. 
And he tells us, you know what, there's a kingdom of God that you're called to, to leave everything. And so that doesn't mean that you leave your family today, man. It doesn't mean you leave your job. It means that you leave the, them behind in core, your core values of, are, do you value more the kingdom of God than you do the kingdom of earth? And then if you'll seek first God, then you'll know how to engage in your family, in your business with a new courage that comes from not having your money managing you, but now you're managing your money with a heart that is managed by Jesus. That really, it comes down to, do we see ourselves under somebody else's management today? that we're under the management of Jesus Christ. And he tells us, guys, it's going to be tough. If you're a rich man, and you and I are, as we live here in the, in the United States of America, you need to know that we are rich men. And he says, it's going to be tough. This is going to be the very thing that distracts your heart from making eternal disciples. Men, what I know as I listened to uh, the sermon yesterday, it was a great, uh, appreciated the sermon as a guest speaker who was speaking from his journey of raising children and now having an empty nest. And he was really giving a vision for, to those who were empty nesters to make sure they were using their, their position in life now to, to serve the Lord and to edify the church and to use their empty nest for eternal reasons. And he acknowledged that that had not been what he had done most of his uh, earlier years when he was a father, noticing that really um, he was drawn more to go on business trips and spent very little time with his, his family and even said, I'm a much better grandfather than I am or I ever was a father. And, and men, what I've noticed over the years is that's sadly par for the course. I very rarely have heard a man get up and speak to me in his 60s, 70s, 80s and say, you know, I didn't choose a career path over my family. I didn't choose money over my family. Man, we're talking about a trap that most 99.9% .9 of us fall into. We, we, we care more about the cares of this world than we do about the eternal ones. Why? It's simple. Jesus already just told us there in that passage. He says, it's impossible. Scott, men, you won't be able to do it. It is impossible with men to be able to enter the kingdom of God. And he's not just speaking about heaven. He's talking about the kingdom today in your heart. You will not be able to bust out of that kingdom and move into eternal motives, eternal words, eternal relationships. You will only work in the earthly realm apart from the power of Almighty God through the Holy Spirit. So ask him today. Ask him to teach you so you don't have to go away sad. Now, does that mean that you need to sell everything you have and give it to the poor? Is that what the takeaway is here? It might be for some of you. God may be calling you to do that. I know on my wife and I's journey, as we've had more and more children, as we've had to kind of streamline the stuff in our house and in our life, we have uh, done a lot of this. We've given away a lot of stuff. We've sold a lot of things to where we have a few amount of, of stuff in our life as possible. But when you have a large family, you still have to manage a, a lot of stuff. But the, God has been using this. You might think, well, if you just get rid of all stuff, then you, you're good to go. But no, actually, it's the stuff. It's the business of life. Think about this, man. Today, you're taking your test, which is going to give you the testimony. 
You can't get a testimony in the eternal kingdom unless you take the test in your earthly kingdom. So maybe God's given you a million dollar portfolio. Maybe he's given you a $25 portfolio. Whatever it is, that's your test. He says, take the test for your testimony. Come follow me. Seek first my kingdom and let me do the impossible in your life of transforming your heart into a heart that seeks first the kingdom. That is what is there. And so you and I have our individual test. Now you might, like I, you'll look over at your, your brother or your sister or your, your coworker, your, your peers and say, but I want his test. And God says, no, I want you to take your test. And so that's really what encourages you and I today is that we can't resign from our job. We can't just pull away from our family to take our test. The test in eternity requires us to take the test now. We go to work. We get online and try to figure out how to, to save or invest or spend our money. And in that moment, we are being given the chance to work the muscle of courage of managing our money with an eternal mindset. I wish there was an, a, a formula that I could say that, hey, guys, if you go to my website and download this formula, you will find how to manage your money with an eternal mindset. It's not that simple. There's going to be some times where you and I should refrain from spending. There's other times we should spend differently or, or save this way or give this way. Generosity should mark our life. And yet sometimes we'll look over and we'll say, but he's doing it differently than I. He must be wrong. Or maybe in your marriage, she's doing it differently than I am. Guys, it takes courage to go on this journey and it's possible because your grand belayer, God, who's there in heaven, has strong hands. He's never dropped one person. He's holding the rope of grace. He's offered it to you and I, and he knows we're going to need it, especially when it comes to managing our money. It saddens me so greatly when I see today's young father, young husband, is being given a message, sadly even from the pulpits, that being in financial freedom is the greatest thing that God wants for you or one of the most greatest uh, directions he wants you to, to send your family in life. And, and, and really what we notice is that's not in the teachings of Jesus. Jesus gave us a much higher calling. He said, fix your eyes on me. I'm the author and perfecter of your faith. Now for the joy set before you, you endure your cross, you scorn its shame, and you persevere in taking the test for your testimony. Guys, on my journey, Kimberly and I, over our almost 25 years of marriage, have endured and persevered through seasons that we never thought our loving God would have us go through. I'm not sure if, you're, if you think the same way I do, but in my mind, I'm thinking, God, if you really loved me, there's just some things you wouldn't have me do. You would keep that test from me. But I can tell you, as I look back, as I look forward, as I look into my present, I see my God asking me today, Scott, will you take your test for your testimony? And, and real quickly, let me give you how he's done that. I like to sum it up with the three D's. Yep, the three D's. God has asked Kimberly and I and our family to say, are we going to take our test for our testimony? With Number one, the first D is debt. Guys, do you know um, it's possible to follow Jesus and still be in debt? And you're not, you shouldn't be living in condemnation because you're in debt? 
Now, yes, there is debt that we can be in because of our wrong choices, but I can tell you if you're seeking to live a righteous life in the 21st century and you're going to live your life in a way that tries to honor the Lord in all areas, there might may be times you're not able to um, keep up with the Jones or even be able to, to spend money the same way the Jones do because you're not able to make the same kind of money the Jones do. For us, as a single-income family over the years, as we'd made the choice to say Kimberly is going to stay at home, well, that had powerful blessings, and it also gave us a powerful challenge. Are we going to trust the Lord as we endure the economic persecution of living in the 21st century on one income? So we've had to deal with debt, and we still do to this day. But do you know what? There is a humility. There is a brokenness. There is a I have the ability to see the kingdom of God in a way I don't know if I would be able to if I hadn't been disciplined through debt. Now, I can tell you, I pray every day, Lord, I'd love to be done with this discipline. And I'm praying that this will be uh, off of our plate. We're working hard toward that. But God has used the first day of debt. Second, he's used disease. Yep, over the years, one of the main things he brought into our life, and I'll talk about it more later, is, is the disease, a Lyme disease. I dealt with that for several years and still do. But to know God uses disease to t- help us take our test. And the third D was disappointment, and just the disappointments of life. And I'll refer to those in upcoming broadcast. But today I want to just focus on that D of debt, to know that right now I know I'm speaking to men who are debt-loaded, You live in times where you're loaded down with debt and you're going, man, I I have failed. There's something wrong with me. And I would give to you, it takes courage to look in the mirror and say, Father, show me where I can make better choices and how to manage my money. But today, I want to see that I'm not defined by the earthly kingdom of how much I have made or how much I've saved or how much I will. God wants you and I to find our value in his kingdom and then manage our life from being sold out to Him. It will change everything. Does that mean you and I will become healthy and wealthy and always? Not necessarily. He may choose to bless you in the earthly realm, but I can guarantee you what He does what He does promise is eternal blessings. Let's make sure that you are, you and I today are going after those blessings with everything we can in our heart. And when we do, when we fail, just know there's a rope around our waist there for just that very moment. Guys, I know we've gone to a very hot topic today, and I pray that as we have, that you would know you're on a journey that is safe because your God has made it safe through His rope and through His Son, Jesus, who showed us how to climb. Let's keep climbing in His steps. Thanks for joining me. I pray you've been encouraged to journey up by faith in your heart in your home in the 21st century. We'll talk to you next time.